Dude, it's because that riff. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen of planet Earth, welcome to Vinyl Stallions. It is fantastic to be here. I'm Spruce. I'm Clap. And welcome. We're very glad to be talking everything and all things that are music. It is going to be a fun journey. We don't know where it's going to go, but we're here to just break it down. (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless, like we said, Vinyl Stallions will be the name of the podcast. Uh, You may ask why. Why Vinyl Stallions? Clap why Vinyl Stallions? So uh, Stallions is actually... uh... The exact opposite of a snail or a rat and this is in regards to concerts so you ever notice you're at a concert you know you might be there alone you might be there with a friend or two and there's always just that one guy that is concerned with everything but the actual concert like you don't even know them and they're trying to make small talk with you um they're you know they're looking at you they're looking at the people around you but they're not looking at the dude that's shredding your face off that is a uh, concert snail or a concert rat and so what a concert stallion is is the exact opposite of that that is the person that shows up two hours early that is the third person in line and is getting in the pit right in the middle and is only concerned with the music and nothing else. Absolutely. Standing tall. A couple tall like boys a stallion. Like a stallion. <laughs> we choose to not drink water during concerts or any sort of liquid so we don't have to go to the bathroom and miss Gray Street by Dave Matthews. <laughs> Versus the... Uh, concert snail who's drank a 12 pack before coming into the concert and misses half the songs because they're peeing in the bathroom (laughs) and i'm sure everyone out there can uh think of a person that they've seen at least once in their life being a concert snail or rat and you may ask why is there a uh, snail or rat well myself uh and my other friend bmac go to a bunch of concerts and uh, we came across a person who Adam Klepp just described. And uh, he just kept turning around to us and kept saying, you're here for Sun Squabby? And that who was the opening <laughs> band at the time. And as the encore is happening for this great band, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, and I just looked at the dude, I'm like, and he's, it's Halloween, and he was dressed up this fat kid, just in a Flavor Flav costume with the clock and the horns. And I'm like, dude, turn around. Those are the people I'm here for. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we nicknamed them as a snail. Um, and you got to salt the snail. So at the next concert, uh, my friend BMX said he will be bringing snail to naturally salt them as a Gale the Snail was salted in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, but then I approached Klepp. I said, listen, have you ever uh, encountered any of this? And Klepp, what'd you tell me? Said yes, but we call it a concert rat. And honestly, <laughs> yes. 
I think the only reason why was this dude's haircut. So my buddy Michael and I, we were at a Dave Matthews Band concert in Noblesville, Indiana. And there was this dude there. Nice guy. Um, He's there alone. um, But he is concerned with socializing more than the actual concert with people he doesn't even know. Like he is going around to everyone around him trying to like hip bump them and play like air guitar next to him like nobody i'm interested in tim reynolds playing guitar not you playing air guitar but he had so much practice with a guitar hero uh come on give him a shot he is a rat baby (laughs) he's a rat in the cellar trying to get out (laughs) but but no no his haircut he had a big little rat tail in the back so (laughs) yeah that's a that's a concert rat just (laughs) crawling around holy shit uh so yes so if you see any of these concert snails or rats moving forward make sure to bring your salt uh and make sure they know you are there strictly for the music um but yeah so uh we have found the opposite like adam has explained we are the stallions and we will be the stallions moving forward into summer concerts 2022 and onward yeah Yeah. so then you just throw in the word vinyl in front because uh that's what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about some vinyl records you might listen to them on cd you might listen to them on spotify um yeah nothing beats a good old vinyl nothing does Dan. it really doesn't uh, but nonetheless, yeah, like Adam just said, um, kind of the basis of this, we're going to be breaking down uh, albums, hopefully uh, week by week, um, and uh, really diving in and listening to them, how they're supposed to be listened to, honestly, like because bands put songs in a specific order, and I am guilty as shit of all my 26 years or whatever of living, of just listening to, not, not I want to say hits specifically, but uh, just listening to song by song, bopping around, and don't get me wrong, I've listened to an album, but uh, at, like Club Man, you honestly inspire me to listen to albums because I know you do it a shit ton, and I know it's so beneficial to just listen to that music and how much it, again, is meant to be listened to that way. It's just interesting, I think, because it can give songs a certain context that they don't necessarily have on their own. Like, I mean, we'll talk about it once we get into the album we're discussing today. Um, But, you know, like Back in Black, you hear it on the radio. um, And it's like, oh, yeah, this is this cool song. But uh, when you hear it, when you're listening to the whole album, there's a lot of tracks in front of it that are like telling a story leading up to it it's just i don't know it's a different experience it is it's right or wrong but no that's what we're going to be doing is giving you the perspective of okay we've listened to the album track one to the end and like here's our analysis of it yeah no it's 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 going to be a great time and uh yeah we'll just be excited to absolutely just break these things down um between us two uh but yeah like uh we talked about so for the we decided for the first six shows that or podcasts and whatnot that we're going to record um we have chosen six albums um i chose three and then adam chose three 
the ones that we have decided to throw into the pot. First one is Tattoo You by the Rolling Stones. Great album. Oh, man. Uh, second is Back in Black, ACDC. Another great one. From there, guess what, Adam? It's going to be a great one. Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, I don't know if classic. any of you guys have heard of that, but I would suggest <laughs> maybe giving it a listen. Uh, from here, here's another one you may not know, but Nevermind by Nirvana. <laughs> That's going to be a pretty good one. Led Zeppelin 1. Again, 1. And then finally, The Boss Man, Darkness on the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen. Um, so we decided, uh, again, I chose three, Adam chose three. We wanted to definitely um, choose ones that, from artists, you know, that everyone knows. doesn't have to be their most famous album. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to definitely uh, keep it in that array for our first kind of series. Uh, and as we start this podcast up. But we did choose one already. Adam, give it to the people again. All right, today we are doing Back in Black by ACDC, classic album released in 1980. Um, It is 42 minutes, 11 seconds, 10 tracks. There are four singles from the album. You Shook Me All Night Long, Hell's Bells, Back in Black, and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Probably all songs that everyone is familiar with. Um, This is the band's first album with singer Brian Johnson. So a little bit of a different feel from the vocals. Um, Everything else is classic ACDC. You got Phil Rudd on drums, Angus Young on lead guitar, Malcolm Young on rhythm, and Cliff Williams on bass. Man, what a lineup! <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. Uh, no, yeah, it's it's it. This is a kick-ass album, and uh, as Adam and I kind of discussed, uh, we've been texting a little bit here over the weekend, uh, but about how much we would listen to this, and just like I don't know, end of grade school years, high school years, like having it on CD. Like this thing was in my car when I was driving to school, driving home from school. And there are just, I don't know, so many memories that just flash back when I just go through all of these songs. It's crazy. Same. I also had this on CD back before you could just hook your phone up to your car and pick whatever off of Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use um, when you had to actually put a disc into your car and play off <laughs> mine doesn't even work dude i'm strictly radio currently at the moment so <laughs> take me back to those days <laughs> fair enough man. i mean those days aren't even bad honestly <laughs> yeah right yeah acdc that was a staple in my cd rotation had back in black and highway to hell nice nice just like absolute just like track after track honestly uh just hits like you think you're done and then you're just throwing right into just an angus like classic tone you know it's acdc as soon as you hear that guitar man it's it's awesome and i think one thing so if you listen to a lot of acdc 70s stuff i think one thing that's a little bit different about this album 
just sort of going off of uh, what you're saying about the guitar with Angus Young, I don't think the solos are quite as long. Like you can tell, at least in my opinion, it seems like, all right, you know, we've got a new lead singer. Like we're not sure how everyone's going to receive us. So we're going to play it safe a little bit with what we're doing instrumentally. Like the solos are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not good. They're just not quite as long. Whereas, you know, high voltage, you have several songs. You got like three minute guitar solos. Yeah, no, I'm honestly looking right here. And I think shoot to thrill is their longest on this album. It says 517. And, but it's 517. Hell's Bells is 512. And then from there, they're all three and a half, four minutes, 15 second songs. Like literally they're all kind of in there. Um, so yeah, you can definitely see that change just looking at the numbers of like specifically the length of just keeping it concise. Yeah. Okay. If, if you had to pick your favorite song off the album, what are you going with? Oh my God. We're diving right into this. Um, so man, the memories of just all these, like all these can take me back to like specific, uh, places, but dude, I mean, honestly, the one that I was just so raw for me when I was like hearing it and, um, just like was the greatest wrap up and I would love, I mean, rock and roll ain't noise pollution, but it was just such a unique song to me. Um, and listening to it after this first time or after this time over the weekend and whatnot uh, for the first time in a while. Um, I, I, maybe I guess it was because it was the last song on the album. It's the one that's sticking me with right now. But that one I just vividly remember just being like, oh, my gosh, just kick ass, just ripping guitar, um, breaking it down. I took a look and saw Joe Brown. Like... Just, I think it is uh, the most Brian different Johnson. song. Yeah, it, like it, it definitely just, yeah, like the beginning of that song uh, when he's just preaching out there, rock and roll ain't got no rhythm, man. Like to me, it makes a good, good sense. Good sense, everybody. And I like when those drums kick in, I'm just like, Shh, let's go. I just want to be riding a motorcycle, just <laughs> fucking on an open highway. <laughs> Oh yeah, but no, I mean it's it's a little bit slower in the beginning. Uh, it's a little bluesier. Yeah, yeah, as, it is not as uh, you know like power rock as some of the other songs. Um, but no, I mean that's a great song. No, it is it's probably uh, my top three off this album. But dude. I would have to say my favorite's got to be "Have a Drink on Me." Um, yeah. Honestly, just because of the rhythm guitar in that dude like that riff is crazy <laughs> dude i got yeah dude it really is like oh my god get in and <laughs> it is a great call and response and so something else that i noticed on this album that i was like man why does it like why do i just want to shout these lyrics from like all of these songs and they do a really good job throughout this album of like the call and responses and you hear it in every song, honestly, of like when it's just uh, Brian Johnson singing, but then you have, you hear just the ensemble of everyone. It makes you want to just give it a dog a bone (laughs) right back at him. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I've noticed that. What like, you I do was, for money, honey, same thing. Dude, exactly. That was honestly the one I just put on right before we were uh, just did this. And I was like, yes, that one. And you shook me all night long. Like You obviously can, like, just everyone singing that one. Um, but the Back in Black, hey, 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 hey. Like, everyone's screaming mm-hmm. that. Hey, 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 hey. Let me put my love into you. That's that's got a bit of call and response in it as yeah, well. Exactly. House so, bells. Uh, like yeah, the way yeah. he's like, hey, we're singing, singing. Hell's and like everyone sings Hell's Bell. Like <laughs> it's it's yeah, no, it was something I honestly just noticed right before we did. I'm like, man, like why like why do all these songs I want to do it. And they all, and honestly, they all just start out with just a kick ass, just guitar, like iconic guitar, like that, you know, like shoot to thrill. I cannot not think of like Iron Man 2 trailer. I remember it so vividly, just and just Tony Stark just fucking rising up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 talk about just a hype album. But dude, I want to stay on Hell's Bells, man. The number one on this album literally starts with just freaking church bells. Yeah, like so. Let's say you're in 1980 and you just pick this album off up off the shelf. You're like, oh yeah, ACDC's back, and you just pop that in, and like the first <laughs> thing you just hear is a giant church. <laughs> dude, I dude, yeah, it's literally just like. Like your time is here. It's dinner time. <laughs> you strap in. Here we go. It's like a warning. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone uh, has heard Hell's Bells at uh, various sporting events and uh, teams yeah. warming up. Dude, it's another, like I said, I have just so many flashbacks when I think of this album and each song. But Hell's Bells, the bells ringing on the third down for the Cleveland Browns was iconic throughout the 2000, like, I don't even know, like 2010 to like, I don't even know whenever we lost all those freaking 16 games and had to revamp. But on they like, it's third down. And the bells just. Ohio state would do that too. The bells ringing when they're on defense and it was third down. Yeah. I'm not sure if they still do it, but I know they did you know five to ten years ago dude it's hype it's again just like a warning like not just like like for the whole album man like it's third down it's a clobbering time get ready baby (laughs) and they just go into hell's bells and um yeah and dude it's like another one that will just start slow build it up and then just that solo at the end um it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, excellent way to start an album. So, yeah, we start the album off with Hell's Bells. Then it goes right into Shoot to Thrill, which, as you said earlier, is the longest song off the album. Um, the only, one thing that's surprising about Shoot to Thrill, I did not realize that was not a single off the album. Because out of all the songs on this album, I probably hear Shoot to Thrill just on, like, 80s radio the most. Yeah. Yeah, so I was pretty surprised that that actually is not a single. 
I guess I didn't catch that when you said it at the beginning. What yeah, was no, Hell's Bells? Hell's Check me Bells. all along. Yep, back in black and rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, wow. I guess I missed that. That is interesting because, yeah, every like again, everyone knows that just like down, 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 like just three little chords. Yeah, I mean that song is just pure rock and roll, talking about women and drugs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, yeah, the record company is like, you're gonna need one about uh, women and drugs. Can you throw that in there, please? <laughs> uh, we can't release it if you don't. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that that one qualifies. <laughs> yes, literally. Um, Next one, dude. What you do for money? I always like when I see the title of this. I always just like my like whenever I hear money in an ACDC, I just go love me for the money. Come on, come on, listen to the money talk. And I just uh, cannot and like can't get that out of, that out of my head until I like put it on it. <laughs> but then you're like, holy shit. And I think what's crazy about this song too is it makes you because you hear Hell's Bells, you hear Shoot the Thrill. And like those are two radio hits, you know, everyone's heard a million times. So then you get to what do you do for money, honey? And that's like your first, I guess, deep track, if you will. Yeah, it's not it one is. that everyone just knows. And that's when you're like, oh, wow, like this album's for real. Yeah, because like you honestly, like if you've just grown up listening to classic rock radio or whatnot or in general like you're like wait i have heard this song i didn't know it was called this i didn't know it was even on this album (laughs) and i mean those so if you're listening to it on vinyl it's it's split tracks one through five are on side one tracks six through ten are on uh side two so yeah when you get to what you do for money honey you're right smack dab in the middle of side one. And I don't know. I, I think it's a great way to, you know, just get into some of the deeper songs after Hell's Bells and Shoot the Thrill. Definitely. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's great in there. And then from there, you know, you just kick it right back up. Give him the dog. Give the dog. Wait, how does that guitar go again, dude? <laughs> I just copies it, dude. Everyone's doing it. Give the dog. Right back to the Cleveland Browns. That should just be like a chant for them. Give him the dog. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, just please give us a bone. Give us anything. Yeah, give us a AFC <laughs> North championship. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, come back to this and laugh as uh, Baker Mayfield's planting the flag, and that's where we'll cut out right there. Hopefully, that happens. <laughs> planting the flag. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, moving on. Where are we? I've lost so my page. We're at Let Me Put My Love Into You, which is yes. a great way to end side one. Um, I think that song is probably the most impressive vocally. Yeah. No, dude, he does all loose, honestly, in that song. Mr. Yeah. Johnson. 
Um, the backup vocals are great in that song too. Really gives it like that full chorus sound. Yes, no, that's true, man. They just really have their, uh, they like. Do you think they just make their choruses and just build around it because they're just like that powerful? They're like, okay, what are we gonna chant religiously right here? <laughs> uh, it's tough to say because <laughs> no, I know. so. All tracks in this song were co-written by Angus Young, Malcolm Young, and Brian Johnson. So, you know, you got the lead singer and both your guitar players um, that are doing the songwriting. So, I don't know. I can see either way. I mean, yeah, no, it's a process. Like, dude, everyone has their own process just from like writing my own songs to like hearing other how other people write their I, songs or interviews and shit. It's, it's n- no one will know unless you talk to the individual because everyone goes about it just in what they consider and what honestly was probably the most chaotic way in their mind. But yeah, seeing that Angus and Malcolm, though, are both the writers, I mean, so it's, it's obviously revolving around guitar, but I mean, that's yeah. pretty evident when you listen to it. Um, yeah, as no. far as like revolving around like choruses versus riffs, yeah, I, that's tough to say. As I'm yeah. Johnson, he's one of the co-writers too. No, yeah, and and honestly, never know uh, uh, unless, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll never know unless we're able to ask him. But it's just like unreal to think about just how many great just choruses they have like where it's just a party every time they come back to it with all these songs oh yeah that like this album is in a way like pure party rock like if you're having a party and you threw this album on like who is telling you to change like who's saying oh skip this one like that person doesn't exist (laughs) and if they do they're not invited yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but nonetheless moving on talk about the biggest just i want to walk down the street like peter parker and spider-man 3 with just finger guns left and right to just back in black on (laughs) Yeah, I I think this song has the best guitar solo on the album. Dude, yes. Smack dab in the middle of the song. And one, oh, yes. Dude, I, one, oh, you, I'm sorry, you uh, just brought up the solo real quick, man. And it just flashes me back to radio stations uh, fading out that solo and moving into the next song as I was growing up and how much I would scream at it and be like, I couldn't believe they like would like it's four minutes and sixteen seconds. I mean, you you know how they can butcher songs by editing. I mean, I can think of two examples right off the top of my head: "Purple Rain" by Prince. They (laughs) like to neuter that song down to four minutes on radio, but that one Um, goes like on and on. Even like that's like seven or eight minutes long. Like those, I understand, but man. If you was like, like I said, it's smack dab in the middle of the song, back in black, and it just goes right back into the hey, 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 <laughs> give me that. Yeah, it's yeah. another one. A uh, slow ride, like oh. you only get four minutes of that on the radio when that's an eight-minute song. 
I mean, that yeah, one. like you said, I get why they do it, but me personally, mm-hmm. like, give me all eight minutes of that. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> other radio stations I can change it to if I don't want to hear the last four minutes of Foghat. Yeah, that's honestly, that's one of the beauties of Sirius XM. That does not exist. No, yeah, dude, it's it is, and it's a shame, but nonetheless. Back to back in black, it's it's uh, I agree with it, yeah. It it honestly, it, it maybe the best solo on the album. I guess I really should go back and listen and just be like, which one's like, what is my favorite solo? And next, next song, You Shook Me All Night Long. You want to know what this song makes me think of? Break it down that 70s show like you know the oh. just like that it, it, i know it's not the same but that opening guitar riff at the beginning of that 70s show yeah. is very similar to you shook me all night long dude like how that guitar <laughs> yeah, comes in and then there's a pause and then it starts building dude shit yeah no yeah dude yeah no those those pauses where they like where they just give you the little like intro of it and back to like they do it with shoot to thrill obviously and this one where they're just like yeah literally like it's again just brace yourself there's more of this coming yeah no you shook me all night long i think is is probably honestly the most one on this album that like I, I and you know, I think I was talking. I think with you about it, club honestly last week, or, or uh, but nonetheless, that songs don't go bad. Like you're like so, like you're like I'm sick of this song. This song, like uh, I'm sick of it. But it's because they're just overplayed, and like you're just sick of hearing it just constantly, and just people putting it to shame. Yeah, um, and you're just like. Oh man, I'm so sick of it. And like, I and like this. I mean, all all these I've heard so many times on the radios and out and about. But like this one in particular, I was just like, "Shook me all night long." But then like going back and listening to it again on just a fresh mind, haven't listened to it in a while, in a couple of years, I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, yeah, it's one everyone can sing along to. <laughs> it is, and it's and it's meant for that, and it's meant for what it literally has become. Um, which is awesome because uh, you want to look like I'm, I'm sure an artist is like, I want people to love this song so much that they end up hating it because they love it so much. (laughs) That's like the ultimate, like full circle. I think of (laughs) a song, honestly. No, I I completely agree. Like there's songs where I will go through a phase where I'm just like, all right, I've heard it too many times. And then, it's overplayed and so i i just i I don't care for it and then i avoid it so i end up not hearing it for a long period of time and then i come back to i'm like oh yeah i remember why that song's so good now (laughs) dude yeah and it's been honestly a lot of acdc like uh like i like a month ago or so club and i just were playing music and put on a whole lot of rosie and oh my gosh dude I like used to listen to that song all the time. And then I was just like, oh, too much, too much. Oh, ACDC, just 80s rock. Like, let me move into the, like, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. 
<laughs> this this hits different. <laughs> yeah, no, that that song is really good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like what I was saying earlier. A lot of their '70s stuff has like a bit longer guitar solos. Yeah. Like a whole lot of Rosie has like a nice three minute plus guitar solo in it. Dude, you think you think it's over for so long? Uh, like, like <laughs> I'm sorry, I, like it's not even on this album, but like, um, where it's like na 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 na. And like you think it's slowing down, and then it just banana, banana, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, like right back to it, man. It's it's geeky, uh, just kind of yeah, like music as a whole. Um, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, music as a whole is geeky. Make sure you take note of that, people. Nonetheless, we love move, moving on. You shook me all night long, and this is another one. Like, if I'm not mistaken, have a drink on me. Uh, has an opening guitar riff again, dude. The opening guitar riff is like what makes the song for me, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> dude. Yes, and like, and and again, going back to how I used to listen to the CD, uh, just all the time in my car, like. When you finish, and again, back then I was like, hits, you shook me all night long. But when you're done with you shook me all night long, have a drink on me comes right after. And I honestly feel like that opening riff is just tied to you shook me all night long for me. Like, I feel like you shook me all night long ends, and I just hear that. Yeah, and also sort of going back to one thing you were saying earlier about the call and response. Like, in this song, it's interesting because the response is the guitar like it's have a drink on me like that yeah, response yeah, is yeah, from true. the guitar true <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck, that's a good song oh my gosh um but yeah great song there and then another one uh that's kind of like a deeper one shake a leg yeah, this is definitely the one that I was the least familiar with and probably have heard the least, but mm. a great song nonetheless. Yeah, if that's your song number nine, just like hidden in there, then you've done good. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, like, great way to kind of just lead, honestly, to the end of the album. Um, yeah, which, that's I mean, like, sort of going back to what we were saying about how like when you're listening to the whole album like you get context that you don't necessarily have and like shake a leg like i feel like that song serves a certain purpose like it's almost like a bridge song and that's not to like suggest that it's not as good as the other yeah you need those man yeah it just like perfect like way to take you down from like that hard like party rock and then we're gonna get into a bit of a slow jam with rock and roll ain't noise pollution yeah no it it is it's like you've made it to the end and uh but yeah no i agree like i like you do need those songs where you're like yeah it's like shit i don't anticipate it'd be hit but it's still a song it's still something that i like to sing and that we've created and why shouldn't we put this on a record if it's come to fruition um but yeah man it's awesome and then like we said from there right into the rock and roll ain't noise pollution and yeah 
Yeah, the most unique song on the album, I think, because you got like that slower, bluesier riff to open it up, and it Dude, just builds and builds. Dude, it's just that. Uh, so get off your ass and come down here, because rock and roll ain't no rhythm, man. <laughs> like that yeah. is just like, just like uh, as a young kid, I was just like, like ACDC is just rock gods, and you're just like. Oh my god, this guy's just like out here just like preaching. <laughs> Rock and roll. Ain't no rhythm, man. <laughs> to me, it makes a good, good sense. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just so fucking good. And then they just da, 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 da. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, I'm probably gonna listen to that as soon as we finish this thing. <laughs> just like go in my bed, fall asleep to just and another one, just call and response where everyone's just like Ain't gonna die. Like, like, <laughs> Dude, it's 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 a yeah, most unique, um great way to just wrap up the album, man. I, it's 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 uh full and it's great, perfect ten songs as well. Like even ten. And and I mean that total length to forty two minutes eleven seconds, like that is a really solid length. Because, I mean, like you were saying at the beginning, like I listen to a lot of albums and I mean, that's like, that's about average length. If I'm looking up an album, I see it's like an hour or, you know, longer. I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to, you know, be a bit more of a investment where versus, you know, like you see something that's like 30, 35 minutes. You're like, oh, wow that's that's a short album like i can knock this out in a drive uh, on my drive to work yeah literally. so like 42 that's sort of that average length you know 10 songs that's you know a solid number of songs it's not a small amount but it's not a that's not a ton either definitely no dude it's it's very length i love that you pointed out the uh, shortness of it that was awesome and like i wouldn't even have noticed like i'm literally looking at uh, the list of it but it shows me like the times of each song but i would have I, I wouldn't even have pointed that out in this thing uh unless you brought that up so that was a great call out and dude just finally i'm looking here it was released july 25th 1980 imagine just fucking being our age right now just in the middle of summer and we just get this album dropped and handed to us with no idea that it ever existed. <laughs> You'd be in for quite the treat. <laughs> I, I, I would uh, have a never-ending summer, to say the least. <laughs> and it would be um, an amazing time. But nonetheless... Yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh no, I I just agree, and I I was just gonna say yeah. Combine that too with like just think of how many other albums came out in 1980. Like, oh, just music then just was unreal, <laughs> dude. It's it it really was, and uh, yeah, I'm looking music. Okay, 1980. I'm just gonna name a couple: Ace of Spades, Motorhead, The River, Bruce Springsteen. Remain in the light. <laughs> Remain in the light. Talking heads. Boy, you two. Scary oh, monsters. Man. David Bowie. 
And that's yeah. just naming <laughs> a couple that I see on here. There is still uh, Clash, Van Halen, Rush, Black Sabbath, and a couple others that uh, you can all look up on your own time. Um, but nonetheless, man, Back in Black, uh, great album. I'm glad we chose this one for our first one. It really brought me back to just a lot of different memories and uh, and all, and just back to this album, man. Like I said, I neglected it, I feel like, after burning it out for so many years. Yeah, sold over 50 million copies worldwide. Man. That is a ton. <laughs> that is a good amount. Yeah, in the U.S. alone, twenty-five million. So the album is certified twenty-five times platinum. Very <laughs> few albums uh, reach that level of commercial success. That's crazy. And it, so, and was this it, like this is their most popular album, or is it Highway to Hell? Oh uh, no, it, it's for sure this. I mean, yeah. Highway to Hell. Let, let me pull it up. Highway to Hell is popular. Uh, yeah, but I, I would five times that. platinum that's more than like most artists will do in their entire their career dude. and dude and just imagine like being in the band and just you lose bon scott and you're like we've made six albums with this guy like do we call it quits like yeah like 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 literally go call quits thank god they did it because man what an album. Yeah, I I just pulled it up. So Highway to Hell is seven times platinum. So, you know, that's pretty good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's three and a half times more for back back in black. That's crazy. Yeah, this is the most popular album, just the first time Brian Johnson sings. That's so crazy. Um, then just unheard of, honestly. Uh all together, man. I mean, you just see bands where their front man passes and people go their separate ways. You're just like, it is what it is. Like, we can't keep the same name. Well, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, no, another a, a good example of that. I mean, they're not nearly on the scale of ACDC. Um, Three Days Grace. I mean, nobody even died, but uh, Adam Gantier left the band i was right before they went on tour in 2013 i mean they've never recovered um allison chains there there's an example of you know lane staley died either in 94 95 and they end up getting a new lead singer but they can never rediscover that juice they had in the early 90s you know it's it's yeah, it's it's honestly credit to them, man. Credit to ACDC for keeping it going. And man, uh, I can say say it that I have actually seen ACDC play. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I don't even think I've told you this. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, well where'd you see them at? at? At what was Quicken Loans Arena? Now the Romo Fijo or the future 2022 uh, NBA champ currently play okay so arena venue arena venue and i was with my aunt my dad my cousin and i'm pretty sure my uncle and my other cousin so there's six of us and what i remember is so i was so you gotta imagine the stage is there all the floors filled up 
And then there's the seats on the queue in the back. And I, so we were like in the back, like behind the pit, but we were as straight on as you get where all, like, I felt like I was the center of like where the speakers were supposed to meet. And I was getting completely rocked as like a seventh <laughs> grader, like uh, being like, like, I will never hear the same again. <laughs> okay. Um, so seventh grade. So what, what year yeah. was the show? So I'll, I'll honestly, uh, I'll, I'll check back. Um, That's got to be like it was, 07, 05. Yeah, like and that. I don't know if it was exactly seventh grade, but I'll have to go and figure it out. But I'm pretty sure it was the the album where they released the uh, Rock and Roll Train, Burning, Riding Off the Track, like whatever album uh, year that album was released, Rock and Roll Train. I think, I don't know. Okay. Or Rental Train was released in like yeah, 2008, so that makes sense. So, yeah, 2008, I, yeah, 7th grade, boom. I should just stick with my gut feeling. Um but yeah, man, so 7th grade, new Okay, so it was Black Ice Tour. Black Ice. Oh yeah, that's the name of the album. Okay. Um Black Ice Tour and I uh and dude, so my first concert ever was Bruce Second was ironically Dave Matthews, which I didn't appreciate for ever at all. And then this was my third third ever concert. Okay, wow! And <laughs> what, yeah. what a way to start. start yeah, <laughs> and you wonder why I am addicted. Hmm. Yeah, but man, yeah, no, it was so vivid. I mean, uh, we were talking about a whole lot of Rosie. If you go watch some of their live videos, they have a giant just beefy chick on a motorcycle that they always would blow up for that song and you go watch it live on youtube right now and it's just a girl riding a motorcycle and they're like you're a whole lot of rose and i will never forget that blow up um seeing it at the concert um but yeah no I, and again i just didn't uh, man i it's so crazy how much just the appreciation for music grows throughout your lifetime it's and i am excited to see where we can take this thing. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's wrap it up here. So that, yeah. that's our review of Back in Black by ACDC. Um, so King now let's, uh, let's figure out which one we're going to be doing for next week. Let's do it. I will do it right now. So, again, reminder, we have Tattoo You, Dark Side of the Moon, Nevermind, Led Zeppelin 1 and Darkness on the Edge of Town. I am going to pull this. I'm actually not going to pull this. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do this. I have a dice. I'll do it in that order. So again, one. Yeah, we'll be tattoo you. Dark Side of Moon 2, Nevermind 3, Zeppelin 4, Darkness 5. And we'll say then 6 is re-roll. All right. <laughs> All right. And here we go. We are going to be doing in the second podcast of Vinyl Stallions. Drumroll, please. Never mind by Nirvana. One by Let's go. I'm ready to just absolutely dive in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's going to be kick-ass. So, yeah, prepare for that next week. And then also, 
uh, Klepp and I will be uh, attending a concert at the Agora in Cleveland, Ohio, featuring the Pigeons playing ping pong, a band who uh, I have seen twice, Adam has not seen, but man... Man, that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, we're we're both pretty pumped for that. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they are a lesser known jam band. Um, very funk heavy, very good. Um, definitely recommend checking them out if you like jam bands or funk. Um, if you like either of those two genres, you would probably appreciate them. Um, they are known for their live performances. Oh. They typically play over 200 times every year so they're very tour heavy um they're on um it is called the perspective tour perspective is the name of their new album that will be out in april that is correct and as adam said these live shows and are absolutely insane man the production quality of the lights match up with every single note. It, it just completely blows my mind. Uh, Mr. Klebzig, um, I would like to ask you to please take a seatbelt and strap yourself in because we are going to have ourselves a blast. Oh, um, buckle. buckle up, buckaroo. Um, but yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, we'll be diving into Nevermind. Um, and yeah, man, Stallions, Stallions. The Stallions are going to be on alert. Uh, again at this concert because this is where honestly i found our first snail like i mentioned earlier in the podcast so we'll uh open the next uh the next episode with uh our well honestly if we made it back or not without uh you know getting nasty for the f sun squabby (laughs) (laughs) awesome well, I can say I am a truly stallion. I've made it through without water, and I think I now need to go hydrate. Yeah, I can't believe you did the whole thing without any water. Yeah, dude, I'm just like, help me, help me. <laughs> but nonetheless, man, this was awesome. I, uh, this was great conversation. Um, yeah, I, uh, this was an amazing first episode. All right, well. Until next time, I'm Clap, he's Spruce. And this is Vinyl Stallions. Good night. <laughs>